Well, for the first time in 45 years, well, I, I, even more than that, actually, the Kentucky Derby is going virtual. That's, of course, the William Tell Overture, which is commonly associated with horse racing. And as someone who has been a follower of the sport and has gotten to know of some jockeys, I'm kind of interested to see how the top 13 Triple Crown winners fare against each other. Uh, Mike Myers, I know that you're probably not a big horse racing guy, but welcome inside anyway today. No, no <clears throat> I, I, I'm not. Is there much, horse, is there horse much of that in Iowa or not really? Actually, we have uh, Prairie Meadows, which is a horse track. That's the, you know, I don't think I've ever seen a horse race. Mm. Well, I've seen it in two different ways. I've seen it. Uh, you know, going around the track, moving left to right, and then right to left in Britain. So that was kind of interesting. Or in Ireland, rather. So I've seen it done a couple ways. But uh, no, it's just my dad and I have kind of a connection through that because we've known the jockeys at Belmont Park. So I'm excited to see that and how that plays out later today. And you know, yes, gambling is a sin and I, I don't do it. But I will <laughs> say, I'm I'm thinking this was a way for Vegas to make something because they're actually going to bet on this horse race tonight, virtually. Wow, in- interesting. Yeah, Very. and NBC is carrying it as if it was a regular Saturday, you know, in May. And I think if you look at last week, Mike, with the NFL draft happening, these these sports entities are trying to just give some normalcy to us, you know, like let us debate something. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of, I don't, I'm not, I'm not much of a guest today for you. I don't think. Well, I know that you've got the thoughts elsewhere, so tell us what's going on in your world today. Well, I've got my thoughts on poopy bags and uh, good talk radio. And oh, and yesterday, uh, Annie Wallert Cook had her uh, her uh, garage sale for the Boone Homeless Fund, which is pretty exciting. Got to go over there and attend that, help Are you out, talk buy to some her stuff on the air about it, or. Um, I can't, well, no, (laughs) well, no, I would like to get her on the show one of these days, but she's, uh, she's like trying to herd cats. Mm. So she's a cat lady. Um, no, she's just hard to herd. No, they have dogs. Two. Killer Chihuahuas, and uh, wow! I well, those those Chihuahuas can nip, can't they? Well, these just yap a lot. That's pretty much all they do. Hey, I will tell you. Last night, the wife and I went out for a walk. We uh, uh, delivered a couple of T-shirts to a a gal that I've known for wow since I moved to town in '94. Um. Wow. And uh, yeah, her, uh, I think her son was, uh, uh, boy, this is quite a jump from something to something, but suicide by cop. He was very depressed mm. and he had one of those air pistols, air guns, and he came outside and he pointed at the, the police and they didn't know, you know, mm. whether it was real or not, because it looked very real. And I remember, uh, yeah, that was really sad because I, First met him, yeah. When I, like I said, when I first moved to town, and uh, I'd go buy him a bicycle back in the day, and wave uh, at the little squirt through the window, and and I'd say, "How's your sister?" 
And one day, she, his the, the mom was standing behind him and said, "You old pervert, leave my kids alone." <laughs> so we're good friends now, though. You know, you just talk about all these stories of somewhat, you know, tragedy. How do you keep hope amongst all this stuff that you heard and seen in Iowa, in in that little town of Iowa? Oh, that's a. You know, that's a good that's a good question. It all comes down to Jesus. There's the hope. I know that sounds cliche, but um, I don't know. This guy wanted to die suicide by cop. He literally wanted that to happen. Yeah, he was extremely depressed. The gal that he had been dating um, dumped him. His uh, well, because of the depression, he wasn't working. She was, um, you know, uh, that depression thing is really depressing mm. no it is and uh actually tomorrow i'm actually having someone on talking about a family in nazi you know in the netherlands during the nazi era who housed refugee Jew- jewish people and kept them safe and i thought man we're all complaining about the the shelter in place now imagine having a shelter in place oh. as a fleeing jew from nazi germany imagine oh. that put ourselves in that shoe yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a, again, something I'm afraid maybe we don't do often enough and that's to be grateful and thankful instead of just taking so much for granted. And we think, Oh, I've got it so bad. And no folks, we really, we, I think we're spoiled. We still, I mean, look, we still have it great. We can still podcast. We can still do things. We can still make money. Yes, that's true. People are working from home. I mean, it's like there's still things going on, if not in the office space right now. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. and, I, and again, Mike, that, that message has not been told on the media. It's like everything's closed. No, not everything's closed. Stop saying that, <laughs> you know? Well, I was going to uh, pop up on Facebook yesterday and ask how many restaurants were open, you know, now that the governor has allowed restaurants to open to 50% of capacity and and there's a there are enough people that are so angry about anybody really doing much of anything. Uh, I just figured I'd be kind of stirring the pot. Mike, you know how crazy they are. the The anti open up people are protesting the open up people in different cities. It's like I thought you were the ones that were going to stay home. You know why are you protesting oh, these people if you want to stay home? You're kidding. I'm not kidding you. Oh, wow. That is just out there. Yeah. But isn't that kind of what's going on nowadays? You know, people, there are folks that, that are quite upset at the at the folks that aren't being um, tolerant. They're intolerant with the, never mind. Well, no. And I tell you, the weirdest thing of all this, Michael, is history sort of repeating itself. How did the Obama presidency end? with protests in the streets of America because of the Michael Brown shooting. Mm-hmm. How is Trump's presidency in his first term ending with protests by against state-controlled situations? It's just kind of weird how it feels kind of parallel, but not really, I guess. But it just four years later, people are still protesting, I guess, is my point. It's just wild to me. I just think people need to... Uh, I don't know. Again, uh be wise and uh, be optimistic. I mean, there are there are a couple of uh, 
places reopening in Ames, they, you know, restaurants, they look completely different. You know, I think that's the one thing that's really bugging me about all of this is I still think it's an incredible overreaction. And we're going to see this. Will we have, quote, normal again? Okay, let me, let me, exactly. Let me ask you, because you just mentioned your governor, and she is a female, correct? It's a female governor? Yes. So why, you know, it's amazing. They put this Michigan governor, Whitmer, up on the pedestal because she's fighting Trump and whatever. But your governor's doing a damn good job, don't you think? Absolutely. Handling this whole thing? Yep, and there are, uh, and if the, the way that she's looking at things, if they need to dial back on things, they will. But at this point, it's time to. Uh, Her name's Kim Reynolds, to, by the way. She is a yeah, yeah. Republican. So have you met her yet? Or No, I haven't. Okay. No, I haven't met the, I haven't met the Kimster. The Kimster. <laughs> Hey, she seems like a down-to-earth person, though. Like, you see her press conferences, and she's not like, I'm sorry, but Cuomo just goes on and on about everything under the sun, and she's not like that at all. And get this. So you got people that are barking that Trump was doing these press conferences, and he shouldn't be doing them all the time. And then look who's – I mean, he backed off from them. And then look who's (laughs) – Cuomo isn't – evidently, that's okay. It's just – if I get caught up into this too much, it just makes me want to pull my hair out, and I don't have much hair left to pull out. Well, let's let's focus back on Iowa because there's another strong female that has been representing you guys, and that's Joni Ernst. Any oh, stories boy. about her, or any any thoughts on her and how she's been throughout the years at Iowa? Very strong. She, you know, there's a woman who wears combat boots, and she literally has worn combat boots. She's an amazing lady. We have some. Uh, Oh boy! And then there's someone mentioned Steve King the other day, and they were going to vote oh. for him. Wow, did that get nasty? They were going to vote yeah. for him again. Well, I was at a uh, 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 Republican caucus um, when when Ben Carson was running, who was one of my faves, and Steve King made an announcement that Ben Carson had dropped out of the race, and what Ben had done is. He, he took a break and he was going to go to Florida. But wow. it, was announced, uh, it was announced right at this meeting in front of all these people. Oh, we just, we just heard this, this step, you know, this just in, Ben Carson has uh, bowed out of the, the race for president. It wasn't true. And I could have just mm. killed mm. him. Oh. So Steve King said this or who said that? Steve King. What? Well, do you think he was right to be censured? I kind of do, to be honest with you. Censured as far as? I don't know. I guess the House moved to censure him, and then they stripped him of his of his committees, which I thought was a bit extreme, but maybe not. I don't know. It just, he, it, yeah. Well, and I guess how many wishy-washy, uh, what do they call them, rhinos? How many mm-hmm. of them are out there nowadays? I mean, there are a lot of fun. I don't know if you've ever listened to uh, John, I don't know his last name. Um, but it's OBFSU on Spreaker. Okay. I... If you check that out, oh my goodness, I think you're going to be in for quite a surprise. He's he's kind of like Ed Delgado on meth. On oh, meth. 
All right, I've got to check that out. I got to see about this. O B E F S U. O B F S U. Our big fat soft underbelly. He's from Obs- Australia. O B F S U. Yeah, he is. I gotta uh, check that out. He's somebody who is, uh, you know, he's an official uh, 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 United States citizen. Oh, there's another one. We got our letter from Trump yesterday. Yes, we did too. I've yet to see it, but uh, there's it's, that. It, yeah, and my wife was quite upset because she turned she turned the paper over and it was in Spanish, oh, and she no. thought that was absolutely terrible. And and this is what was interesting about it because I asked you know who A L E X A, um, if people that came to the United States were supposed to I mean they're supposed to be able to speak English, right? Uh, I mean they are taught to speak it, but I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole with you because I want to protect my podcast. So let's. Uh... Oh no 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 no! That's not what I'm saying. Okay, good, good, good. No, no. I, I just thought it was interesting that my wife was that upset because I believe that is probably the second, you know, quote, the second language here in the United States. I was just, I was like, oh, my gosh. I, there's things I'm, I love my wife, but there's things I'm finding out. It's like, that really bugged you that much? I said, I noticed that, but it wasn't like, oh. Do you notice he's the only one not speaking Spanish in any of these briefings? Because Cuomo de Blasio tried their hat at it. Everybody else tries their hat at it, except for President Trump, which is kind of interesting. Well, I mean, it's not... I get it. I understand it. I mean, if I were in if I were in Mexico, I probably should learn how to speak Mexicoian. <laughs> <laughs> Michael. Yeah, Michael. Michael, Michael. Michael. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, any any who's. Well, I want to get your thoughts on this because we, we do cover topics of, you know, inner live thing, but also out external. And I got to get your thoughts on the Biden interview. Did you see that yesterday at all? Or No. Well, he said he went on and on about how he didn't do anything. But then he talked about the University of Delaware Papers, which is supposed to not be released. And, Michael, if you keep post- pushing – someone to not release something. There's something there, I would think. But what do you think of the standards that have been set for him compared to other politicians over the years? It's, uh, is is the word hypocritical? Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's crazy. I am just, that's why to get caught, you know, to get caught up in it too much is not good for, I bottom line, folks, vote and vote often. Mm. Mm-mm. Make sure you vote and don't be afraid to, you know, I got my new Trump hat yesterday. She's a beauty. That's right. You lost sweet. it, right? Or something, or she threw up in it. What happened there? My, yeah, my, my mom puked in it. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. No one's eating breakfast right now. It's... And I had a great talk with a guy who I hadn't talked to for a while. And he's uh he was a uh, half owner of a brewery here in Little Boone, Iowa, and they will be opening up. Uh, the 15, evidently, the fifteenth of May is the next step for, um, yeah, Kim Reynolds and what's. See, I didn't even, I didn't know it was May fifth. I, I maybe I need to be checking the news up more. Well, I I have to check it because I want to make sure I can go into work soon. But you know, it's funny you mentioned bar owners because I've got one. So I made a commitment to you, Mister Mike Myers, Radio Hope. If an interview goes longer than forty than thirty minutes or twenty minutes, I'm not running it till after nine a.m. Eastern. I'm running it at like ten a.m. 
after oh. the 9 a.m. hour just so people can dedicate the time to you. Because I yeah. find sometimes my light, my show overruns it. So I'm like, no, this is going to be the new thing. If it goes over 20 minutes, you'll hear it about 10 a.m. or something like that. Just oh, to make I, sure people listen to you. Well, I appreciate that. I don't, uh, it, you know, yeah, I get it. You know, that's kind of interesting because Ed Delgado does a show every Tuesday night at 8. And I make sure that... Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. I think that's just uh, what you call a professional courtesy. Yeah, it's etiquette <clears throat> for sure. I mean, this is, uh, as my folks said, if you're going to do a handoff, you might as well let everybody hear the whole show. I'm like, yeah, you're right. So yeah. I just came up with that idea. And the bar owner part's interesting. I've got a legendary bar owner of a legendary pub, Foley's New York City, which was just featured in the Daily News and the sports paper, The Athletic. He's going to be joining me at 10 a.m. Eastern uh, yeah. about his experience on owning a bar right across from Madison Square Garden during this time. Wow. You know, that's one of the things that you do that, that, that I, again, I just find fascinating. Hey, there was a, there's a guy I know from, from California who sent me a video of a lady, what's her name, Yvonne Fox. Okay. And they call her the snake lady. Hmm. And somebody had uh, gone into her, her little eatery and evidently tried to, uh, <laughs> it's not funny, but tried to stab her, tried to shank her with a, uh, with a, a what you call it, screwdriver. Oh and she God. was quite upset. She called 911 and they said, well, is she still on your property? And she said no. And they said, well, then there's no need for us to come out. <laughs> this lady, oh, yeah. you know what? I think I'm going to have her on here. Just, just. Was this a local story, Mike, or where was this? No, happen? no, she's from California. Oh wow! And, and this, wow, it, yeah, it's uh. And I originally met up with it. I didn't meet up with this guy, but it was through. Uh, I went to Sturgis, um, once, and it was for no. I did I go twice, three times a late. I went twice, and uh, for a, a Christian motorcycle thing, light up the hills, which turned out to be, oh, we're expecting 5,000 this year. There was like 50. Mm. It was a bit of, I wouldn't drive that far again for something like that, especially on a bike. But I said all that to say this. I did meet some very interesting people. And uh, uh, Eldon Cox is was one of them. And he is, well, I'll tell you what, there's people that have lives that, uh, I know. I know. It's like, how did you get from one point to the other? You know, it's just it's incredible journeys these people have. Well, I hope you get her. That'd be kind of an interesting story for you. And <laughs> yeah, the, the video was quite revealing. Mm. She gets yeah. a new tattoo. Oh, it was a year ago. No, four years ago yesterday that her, I think her mom passed away. So that's one of the reasons maybe. Yeah, she gets she gets a new tattoo and she has them in places um the grand tetons comes to mind the grand Te okay i don't uh you got me you in the weeds here so i don't know exactly no 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 you don't you you're best staying in the weeds stay innocent young man stay innocent <laughs> well michael i know you've got poopy bags coming up in the 9 a.m eastern hour and people are gonna look forward to that how long Maybe. you known how long you known him I've known Rob for probably a year, maybe. He syndicates. He puts my little show on his uh, stream, and, and I really appreciate it. So, uh, 
you know, as far as, oh, and as far as, um, uh, we're, we were talking the other day about sponsors. Yeah. Um, yep. I, I actually sent him $5 a month to, to help offset his, his expenses. He's got, he uses oh, wow. live 365 and it costs him a hundred and some bucks a month. So I would say, so that's about five bucks each host he, he carries, you'd think, or? Well, and actually, he's dropped a bunch. He kind of oh. he kind of lost his focus on what uh, it's got. It's called Good Talk Radio, and it was it was kind of it was it was getting all over the place. Mm. Um, but very interesting. Rob is a very interesting guy. Looking forward to to uh, having him on. He's I would have to consider him one of my better friends. That's very cool. By the way, we did tune in when we were on the. Video chat last Saturday, and I heard it on TuneIn, which is very cool that you get the show played twice, once on your end and then once later in the night. Yeah, and then I run old ones. Oh, my gosh, on this 24-7 stream that I have, I was listening to a a show that I had done, and I had two folks that, one I know extremely well um, from, again, 40 years ago. The other one, someone I met through Spreaker, and it, wow, some things were posted on Facebook and it got really ugly and it kind of came mm. down to, you need to choose. It was just, it was weird to listen to it. And, I bet. I don't know how good that is to be playing those old shows, but if nothing else, I get something out of them because that was a, it was a reminder that. Um, but that's what matters, somebody, right? If you, get well, it out, if you get out of it, that's what matters, right? And that's what my wife and I and you have we, we've talked about that. Uh, yeah. And, and when it comes down to somebody saying, well, if you're going to be their friend, I'm not going to be your friend. Oh, please. Really? Sounds like a playground fight. And I know I disrupted what your thought was going to be. So if you can dial that back up, I'd love to hear what you're about to say before I rudely interrupted you. Oh, I don't know that you did. I, I'm fine. Okay. No, you were like on a wind up and I sort of just stepped in by just because my conscience wanted to talk, I guess. So. Oh, and I am so bad at doing that. Listen, Michael, let them finish their statement and stay focused on what they're saying. <sighs> uh, I'll be fine. Obviously, by the way, you're, you need to show me a picture of the dog because these poopy bags are needed for a dog in the house, I would think. Uh, I've yet to see a picture of your pup. Oh, um, okay. I could post a also because I miss pup. dogs. I miss having a dog. I'll tell you that much right now. They are, they are, they are really cool. Yeah, I like our little, our little chewy dog. If she to... was, if she was alive, my dog. She died like three years ago now, three and two and a half. She would be loving everybody in quarantine with her. Like she would just, she would absolutely love that. Yeah. Ugh. Quarantine. So be it. So be it. Well, Michael, I've got other thoughts, actually, I'm going to carry before the end of the hour, so I'll let you go prep for, for what you got going on today at 9. I hope the Zoom connection works. This Zoom stuff is is working out perfectly, by the way. The quality, phenomenal. I don't quite understand why we don't have the uh, – where'd that go? Where'd you go? You're gone. Zoom. Uh-huh. Oh, never mind. I clicked a button and I lost our screen. Oh, there it is. There it is. Is that it? That's it. I still don't understand why the video. 
Hmm. Let's start video. That's a technical issue. We won't go into that right now. But I do want to use this more. I really appreciate. Uh, yeah, the audio quality is phenomenal. I go back and listen to these when you and I are on. It's like this is amazing. Yeah, because when we used to do it, I would either put you through Skype, and Skype's really lost my interest. Actually, to be quite honest with you, this has gained my interest more so than anything else. Well, for Collins, it'd be tricky though. Oh, I but know that. <laughs> I have problems with it, but that's another story for another day. Well, but I mean, as far as using uh, 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 Zoom. Yeah, exactly. I had problems using Zoom during Skype oh. during a show because I stupidly posted a link and anybody could really join. So I got pranks oh. and I was not happy with it. You're that. kidding. Not kidding. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, that'd, be, that'd be kind of fun for a little while. But I created a Google Voice, which I might try and do. I don't know how that would work, though, because I uh, can't seem to pull up the app, uh, the Spreaker app, and record a guest through that. I have to now re-ask the questions, but that's another story for tomorrow. <laughs> you do a lot with very little. I'm amazed. I uh, I just got a big brain that rolls around like every minute of the day. So it just yeah. and, and, and all this work I'm putting in, I just it's keeping me sane right now, Mike. It really is. How do you like getting up earlier? Oh, I love it. As I've said before, I just feel like I can see the world. I can get on top of the stories for the radio production and then just go from there. So this has been quite a gift, to be honest. There's a friend of mine that I noticed his his podcasts are coming up earlier and earlier. And you know why? Because he starts his based upon when the sun rises. Ooh, I like that. I know. <laughs> I do. And I was just thinking today is like a nice day to see the sunrise, Kentucky Derby Day. So I'm excited to see how that yeah, all we, plays out. We got some rain coming our way, but we could use it. Oh, we've had the last couple of days. It's been windy. It's been not oh, cyclone-ish or hurricane-ish, but it definitely has had the winds of like you'd see in Florida that's in, in the summer. So I don't know what that's about. but Well, I will be uh, catching your uh, show later, and I sure appreciate you giving me a busing ring this morning. A busing ring? A buzzing ring. That's what my Uncle Sam would say. A buzzing ring. Give me oh, a buzzing ring. I see. I buzz you tomorrow morning then, too. Or thank you very Oh, that's the wrong accent. He's Norwegian. He's Oh, home. okay. But well, there you go. The yeah. Well, Michael, thank you. And get. Um, I'm excited to hear your show as well. So we'll be right back here on Keep It Real on, on Garrett Extra, actually. It's called Garrett Extra Today. So we'll be right back after this. here in this early morning Garrett Extra. As usual, my guest uh, earlier was Mr. Radio Hope, Mike Myers. I hope you tune into him at 9 a.m. Eastern. And then after that, I'll be debuting my Saturday sit-down with Sean Clancy. He's the owner of beloved Foley's New York City, a sports bar which has been frequented by journalists of all walks of the sports world and elsewhere. So I'm sure he'll have some interesting things to talk about as he's been featured in The Athletic and The Daily News in the same week. So pretty exciting stuff. Glad I got to talk to him as well. Now, there are a couple things before we do head to Radio Hope at 9 a.m. Eastern. Congratulations to Gilead for having the FDA approve the remdesivir treatment for emergency use. President Trump, you know, getting the FDA to approve it for emergency authorization and so we will see how those treatments go in the coming weeks in the fight against 
corona. Now, by the way, the field hospitals in New York City, around the boroughs, there was a last there was a last patient to leave the field hospitals here in New York. I'll tell you what I mean in a second. In Javits Center, the final coronavirus uh, survivor has released. And man, oh man, if that's not moving to you, they actually let him out with the bagpipes. I mean, this was a this was a special moment, and uh, I hope that people realize as the days go on and more releases happen, the better things are looking. And I'm sure we're going to have this. Well, you know, Timmy next door, he can go outside and play. Mentality is going to be in the new in the in the forefront of people's minds when New York does start to see a bunch of states reopening in the coming week. Again, another thing to keep an eye on. But I had some thoughts, and I haven't really talked about um, this yet, but, you know, the Tara Reid allegations against Biden. I mean, this is what uh, Mika Kelly, Mika Brzezinski, sorry, not Mika Kelly, Mika Brzezinski had uh, done earlier yesterday on Morning Joe. This is the conversation and how it started with VP and presidential candidate Joe Biden. Would you please go on the record with the American people? Did you sexually assault Tara Reid? No, it is not true. I'm saying unequivocally, it never, never happened. And so that, of course, was was uh, news. But here was where I was a little uh, taken aback and trying to listen to the whole interview. Because he started to be pressed on the... Um, on, you know, the Delaware papers, the University of Delaware papers that he's been, uh, that he had written in and that are stored. I mean, I guess he wants the National Archives to release Tara Reid's records. Too much in the weeds to me. But I do know that if he is so hell-bent on not getting the uh, the Delaware papers released, it has to it has to make you wonder why. Why not do a search for Tara Reid's name in the University of Delaware records? Look, I mean, who who, who does that search? Uh, I don't know, but probably University of Delaware, as Mika would then point out. But my, my thought is, if he's so hell-bent on these University of Delaware papers, let's release them. Let's release them. Let's urge the release of the U Delaware papers if there's nothing to hide. And then when he further explained this, I kind of had a chuckle. Take a listen to this. The idea that they would all be made public in the fact while I was running for public office, they could be really taken out of context. Their papers are position papers. They are documents that existed and, and uh, that, that when I, for example, when I go, when I met with Putin or when I met with whomever. And all of that to be fodder in a campaign at mm-hmm. this time, I don't know of anybody who's done anything like that. Really? You don't know? What uh, meetings with Russia was used as fodder to try and bring down people like General Flynn? You don't know that conversations with Russia was used to try and bring up a collusion case. You don't know any of that. Huh. VP Biden. Okay. Okay, but I will tell you, there was a lot used as fodder in the 2016-2017 dossier report. You know, the golden showers claim that's not fodder to you, Vice President Biden? 
No? Okay. So it was just it was just shocking. And of course he mentioned Putin, saying, you know, I met with Putin too. Well President Trump, not that I know of, met with Putin during the election. He of course had me with him after because he was the president. But I just th- that answer is so fishy because yes, you could take it out of context. But hasn't that been sort of the case for all along the last four or five years against Trump? I think so. And I think Mika did a darn good job pressuring him every minute they can. Because he will not duck away from this. And they should eventually release the University of Delaware papers. I'm sure uh, I'm sure someone would be on it, actually. Because when you go to lengths to hide something like that, to go on national television and say, you know, well, who would research this? Why would we? It makes you wonder, doesn't it? That Biden truly has something in there that he doesn't want seen? I think so. I think so. University of Delaware Papers, let's release what we can, non-classified information. How about that? How about that? And we'll see if they do it. We'll see if they happen to do that. Now, when he said this, when he said this, it also was kind of interesting he said it this week. Public office, they could be really taken out of context. Their papers are position papers. They are documents that existed, and and uh, that that when I, for example, when I go when I met with Putin or when I met with whomever, and all of that to be <laughs> fodder in a campaign. At mm-hmm. this time, I don't know of anybody who's done anything like that. You don't know. Well, I'll tell you something that was done. Something that was done actually was. Okay, according to documents, entrapping General Flynn. And when you start seeing people say that, you know, he had traded, he was going to plead guilty of the family, of him, uh, if his family wasn't going to be investigated, if he did that. I mean, to really put that over someone's head. And someone who, you know, I had kind of advocated for Mike Flynn in 2016. I'll tell you that in a minute. But when you have... uh when you have the FBI coercing someone into doing something like lying or whatever, it's just absurd. Because when you tell someone or a team, hey, guess what? Uh, why don't we do this? Why don't we say, and this was the FBI's quote, Dan Priestap, why don't we say truth slash admission or to get him to lie, so we can prosecute him or get him fired. That is chilling, as Kellyanne Conway said. It is chilling. And it's also chilling they would use his family as a ploy to get him to do something like lie and get him to be charged. And, you know, yes, he did lie to the VP, and I'm, I'm still shocked he did that. I'm very shocked that he lied to the VP like that. I guess he was trying to save his job, which he didn't end up saving. But this is someone, by the way, who was actually pretty much ousted by the Obama administration because he wasn't uh, labeling terrorism correctly. No, he was saying it's radical, and, and Obama administration said, nope, don't say that. Turned into a book in 2016. But when I had posted the article that was in the Post, I had said in almost like a foreshadowing way, I guess, 
you know, Michael Flynn's being tapped to, being looked at as a possible VP. But maybe he can get back to work after being fired. Oh, he got back to work once Trump was elected. So I wonder if advocating for General Flynn to be hired on my own Facebook page let us hear. No, no, I'm kidding. It's not. I don't have that much of an impact. But, but I do find it fascinating that the summer of 16, I had posted about his article in the Post, an excerpt of the book. I said, man, he seems on the ball. Why don't we see what happens when Trump gets elected? Well, four years later now, we see that he's trying to fight for his life and trying to be vindicated, pardoned by Trump. We'll have to see if that goes, how that goes. But when, when, when people say, oh, you know, Trump's a mobster, Trump's got a mob mentality, show me some part where they tell a suspect being investigated. Show me one thing where that isn't mob boss mentality. You do this or we do this to you. I can't imagine the anxiety, actually. His whole family went through the, through this. He went through this. And I'm glad that, you know, we, uh, Sidney Powell, the lawyer, has dug in deep. Uh, a lot of praise this week for Attorney General Barr on this. But if you or I were in that position and you were told, hey, lie or we do it, of course Mike Flynn's going to do something to save his family. But the idea that uh, Obama and men officials did this is just... Now, I believe he did meet with Russia. But if that was the approach to tell him to get him to lie, that's skeevy. That's not right. It shouldn't be stood for. And whenever you called Trump the mob boss, think of this case. Because what a mob boss does is say, hey, you do this for us and we won't even bother the rest of your family. I mean, is it wrong to say that there was some mom mentality going on in that FBI when Trump was running for president? I don't think that's wrong to say. I don't think that's wrong to say. So we'll see where it goes from there. I'm excited to see as the, the files unfold if there's going to be more updates in favor of General Flynn. I didn't like that he lied to the, lied to the vice president. You don't do that. But... It, it obviously wasn't just an easy plea guilty, as we're seeing now in the documents. So we'll see developments there. And one final thought today on this Garrett Extra before we do our actual Saturday sit-down. These protests are, marching, are, are growing across the country. Even liberal Chicago has people protesting against Pritzker's decision to keep the state closed. Even liberal uh, like Los Angeles is doing it too. So on every front, liberal, conservative, Republican, Democrat, whatever, they all agree that this lockdown is going too far. I'll be very curious to see. I mean, you can't say that in L.A. not one Democrat is participating in this. Yeah, I'm sure there are a mixture, right? Because, hey, liberals are people too. They need to get to work. They need to work. They need to have a life. They're tired of it just as much as anybody else. But I just thought, in 2016, ending that presidency was uh, Ferguson. Ferguson, the shooting of Michael Brown. People protested in the streets against the police. And yet, 
this seemed to have been, it, it's just so wild that four years later we've got more protests of a different kind of nature. And so, as I said on Wednesday night when I mentioned Anthony Fauci looking like Dr. Thomas Tuttle, by the way, uh, Colbert, that night after my monologue, which I produced like a few minutes before he went on the air, you know, they taped it already. We both talked about the vaccine that, that could help called the Oxford vaccine. I thought that was pretty intriguing. But isn't it something that four years ago we ended in protest and four years later we're ending in protests across the country again for a very different reason. But if that's not a, a pinpoint of how much so history repeats itself, I really don't know what is. I don't know what is. So thank you, Gilead, for chipping in here and doing these tests, and thank the FDA for approving them. Of Remdesivir, Desivir, and then thank you also to uh, to Mika Brzezinski holding Joe Biden to the fire. We'll have to see what happens in the next coming days. I can't believe it's the weekend already. I can't believe it's May second. Get out, get some air, enjoy life, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Well, actually, no, we'll see you at 10 a.m. with my conversation with Sean Clancy, uh, yeah, Sean Clancy of the Foley's, of owner of Foley's NYC. Have a great rest, have, have a great show with Mike Radio Hope at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, and then we'll be back with you at 10. Talk to you soon.